0: do you ever just cry because because life hello everyone i hope you're all doing well this is your host and welcome to another episode of the teenage musings podcast um first of all i would like to apologize for not posting for the past month because i was absolutely deep fucking motivated i wasn't able to do shit I was not able to study or do any other work or concentrate on anything. So I'm sorry about that. And now I'm feeling better. So I'll try to post now. And it's so exciting to be back. (laughs) Also, I put myself under this very tight schedule about this podcast and everything. That I had to record on this specific day and edit on this specific day and then post on this specific day on this very exact time. And that made me sick and stressed and I do not work under stress. So, I have decided that I will not be posting on Thursdays at a specific given time anymore. I will post once a week or twice a week but I will post whenever I want. And that actually makes me, makes my mind a little less worried so we'll do that thank you so people for today I have decided to talk about this very specific topic it has been going through my mind a lot lately and there is nothing else I have been able to think about for the past few weeks other than this and I know I could have literally sat down and talked about anything else, any other topic in the world, but trust me, I could not concentrate about, on anything else. This topic may be sensitive for a lot of listeners, so listener discretion is advised, but I would not have just left out this topic this easily. So today I'm going to be talking about self-harm. It is very common, and it does affect more people than you might think. In fact, 10% of young people self-harm and they start at the age of 12. I mean, it's likely that at least two young people in every secondary school classroom might have self-harmed at some time. And if you are self-harming, you are not alone. And lots of information and support are available, so I encourage you to take help from others. Don't worry about it. Also if you think it's not if you think you're doing it for attention remember that it isn't a suicide attempt or any cry for attention however it can be a way for some people to cope with overwhelming and distressing thoughts or feelings and if someone comes to you and they tell you that they have been self-harming first of all they you should be very happy that they trust you out of everyone they trust you and Secondly you should take that very seriously whatever the reason behind it because if the reason for you might be trivial for the other person who is actually self-harming it may be a big deal that's what led them to do self-harm so do not ever 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 overlook it it is possible to live without self-harm and it is important to know that you won't always feel the same way you do now with the right help and support most people who self-harm can do fully recover. Now, what actually is self-harm? Self-harm is any behavior when someone tries to harm themselves. It is usually a way to cope with difficult, distressing thoughts and feelings. Um, there are many ways in people in which people self-harm, um, including... Cutting, which is most common, burning themselves, overdoses, and it can also be caused by any behavior that causes injury, no matter how minor or high-risk behaviors. Um, So the baseline is any behavior that can cause harm or injury to someone as a way that they deal with their difficult emotions and situations and feelings is seen as self-harm. Now, how how does it even start? How, how do emotions build up and they lead us here? Self-harm actually starts as a way that we relieve any buildup of pressure, stress that we have. This does give temporary relief from the emotional pain or any pain that the person is feeling. But... It is important we know that obviously this relief is only temporary because the underlying reasons still remain. And after self-harming, the feelings of guilt and shame follow, which continue the cycle. So what happens is we have emotional suffering, which leads to emotional overload, which leads to panic. And when we panic, we self-harm. Self-harm gives us temporary relief which follow, which is followed by shame and grief. Shame and grief further turn into emotional suffering and emotional overload, panic, self-harm, and the cycle goes on. There may be temporary relief at the start, but self-harm sometimes can become someone's normal way of de- dealing with life's difficulties. And this means that it is important to talk to someone as early as possible. And we should always try to get the right support and help. And remember that there are always people in this world that will care about you and that will look after you. So do not worry. And they can show you new coping strategies, healthier ones that can deal with these difficulties and can make it easier to break the cycle of self-harming in the long term. So do not ever, ever be afraid to seek help. It is for your own good because it is your body and you're going to have to live with it. a long time so you should take care of it now who what type of people do self-harm who does it um well there is no such thing as any specific or typical young person who self-harm harms. is something that can affect literally anyone um like i said we we know that around 10 percent of young people self-harm but reports say that it could even be as high as 20%. If you self-harm, which I hope you don't, there are a lot of people who also know what you're going through. So you should try to open up to people. Um, while we know that it's true that anyone can be affected by self-harm, some people are more likely to self-harm more than the others because of Things that have happened in their life, like obviously. Um, for example, the environment they live in. Um, things that are happening with friends, family, or at school, or even a combination of these. This means that some people are at more risk of self-harm than others. Um, other reasons which I think also put people at the risk of self-harm um, are people who have a mental health disorder, which includes I guess, oh yeah, which in, it includes depression, anxiety, borderline personality disorder, and eating disorders, um, and I feel like many people are self harm because of like mostly because of depression, anxiety, and eating disorders, and um, because the I mean I am not downplaying anyone's mental health disorders but the many people I've seen self-harm themselves were going through either eating disorders because that's what makes them conscious of their body and they start to hate their body and then they start to self-harm themselves and and because they hate themselves and their body and then they feel that the only thing that they can do is self-harm which is absolutely not true. Also um, being a person who, being a person who's young, of course, and is not under the care of their parents, or people who do not have anyone to take care of them. So, obviously, when you have no one to, that looks after you and cares about you, you will feel overwhelmed and sad and stressed, and sometimes even, it even leads to depression sometimes. Um... Also, people, many, I mean, a large group of people who self harm are from the LGBTQ community because this is what we've become. We do not accept a, a certain group of people and then downplay them, which is absolutely not wrong and it hurts them a lot that they even self harm. So, we should absolutely, this is not just about the LGBTQ community. We should absolutely not downplay anyone or push away any group of people just because they're different learn to be accepting learn to be warm and loving and also i have read about that i have read that many people who self-harm have also gone through a beloved's suicide i mean a beloved's death by suicide and it it leaves so much trauma on them that they end up self-harming. Well, also, 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 we should remember that although these are the risk risk factors which can make someone, likely more, make them more self-harm themselves, but so if someone has these, any of these factors it does not necessarily mean that they're self-harming and the people who are self-harming might not experience anyone any of these and which means that literally anyone can be affected now why do they self-harm now we know that everyone has different things which can worry them and cause stress we have many people which manage them by talking to friends and family, opening up. But others who don't have anyone to talk to or don't, they don't know how to open up, they might find it difficult and overwhelming when we don't express our emotions and talk about the things that make us distressed or angry or upset. The pressure always builds up and at one point it becomes unbearable. And... Now we see people use their bodies to express the thoughts and feelings that they can't say. And people often harm themselves when this gets all too much. And if you self-harm, um, you might find that when you feel angry, distressed or depressed or worried. And then you might feel the urge to hurt yourself even more everyone's reason to self-harm can be different like that is very obvious because we're all going through different things and it's not like you cannot relate with the other one every single time sometimes no one can understand you and um, I feel like most of the reasons like when people self-harm it's because they have first of all at home they have problems at home they might have abusive parents or they don't have a good relationship with family it's not about just about relationships with family it's about any problems at home and then we have friends we have any we have arguments with friends we have problems with them obviously school pressures which also oh my god school pressures. one of the biggest school pressures is bullying and it's a hard way to it's very hard to get out of that bullying is the worst thing that can happen to anyone the worst thing that can happen to anyone at school also people with mental health disorders like I said someone with depression anxiety many people with low self-esteem and okay the personal very very personal experience I have seen I have like almost seen a friend give up on life because of transitions and changes like um i don't tell exactly what it was for let's example let's take changing schools or changing homes and uh, trust me it is a big difference a very big difference um and of course people who do drugs and drink alcohol and any types of drugs um any of these issues can come together and you can start to feel overwhelmed and become and it can become so hard and so much for a person to deal with. One person said that many people self-harm, to get out the hurt, anger and the pain, which is caused by the pressure in their lives. Uh, they hurt themselves because they don't know what else to do and they... Don't feel like they have any other options. And talking to someone you trust or a healthier professional can help you find other w- options for coping with any emotional pain you're feeling. Um, I was, so I, like I said, I was thinking about it for the past two weeks. So I sat down and I thought about it and I wrote down, why would people health harm This is literally what I wrote. I didn't even... Realized what I had this paragraph until at the end, and I reread it. So, I do not have any personal experiences with self harm, not many, but I can tell you what it is. People self harm because this is what I wrote like not two weeks ago, they self harm because. Their physical pain alleviates their mental pain. And their cuts, they give them something else to think about and something else to worry about. Something which is not their thoughts, but it's the thoughts result. And they don't realize that. And they feel that this is different and this is new. And then this difference starts to feel good. And what feels good? It becomes a coping mechanism. And we use coping mechanisms very, very often. Like sometimes, literally every day. And they don't even realize how it's gonna affect them or how close they are to dying. They just they don't care, they just want to escape the thoughts and situations or any abuse and feel something else, something different for a while, hoping that this new is better. And I don't feel like it's their fault to want better things. Hair, they don't even realize what's good and what's bad, they just want to stop. All those thoughts, put an end to it, feel something new, feel something that might feel right. But obviously self-harm is not, not, absolutely not the way to get out of things. Please seek out help if you are self-harming. There are always going to be people with you. Always, 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 always. Do not let any other myths bring you down do not let anyone tell you that you're doing it for attention because you know that you are not now you're not doing it for anyone's attention you're not doing it for your own attention it is not okay you should seek help there are so many people that, that you can rely on that you realize trust yourself trust start building up trust around people they will always 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 help you out and trust me when I say there are always going to be people that will help you you are never, never alone. Even though you might feel that you have no friends, your family can help you. Feel like your family can't help you out. You'll always have friends. If you don't have friends, there are teachers, There are, you have cousins, you have other family members. But trust me, there are always going to be people that help you. So don't be afraid to seek out help from them. Or even better, go, to, go and take medical help. It's not bad to take medical help instead it's good and it's sets a good example for others and it helps you don't be afraid of anything this is not right and you should correct this now i did say that don't let anyone bring you down because of any specific societal constructs or myths i will be breaking down the myths for you the myths around self-harm, and literally, they're not even, none of these are true, trust me, if anyone is telling you anything to downplay it, it's not true, okay, trust yourself and take help, it's all right, it's going to be all right, it's always going to be all right. So, um, obviously, there are a lot and lots of myths attracted to things that we do, around periods, around self-harm, around depression, around stress, around every single thing. But we're here to break it down. And I am here breaking them down today. And this should not be surprising because it's like common thing for people to build up myths and constructs around things and downplay them. Like, why you? And these under- misunderstandings would arise when a problem like self-harm, depression, anything, is poorly understood. Negative stereotypes will be powerful and they need to be challenged because they stop people talking about their issues and asking for help. And these myths also mean that professionals, family and friends can misunderstand people who self-harm, and which is not okay. First of all, I've heard Many people say on the internet that self-harm is attention-seeking. Dude, this is not the case. Many people who self-harm don't even talk to anyone about what they're going through for a long time. And it can be a very, very hard thing for people to find enough courage and ask for help. It is not attention-seeking. Like, shut the fuck up. Self, The second myth I've heard, and it is quite weird, that self-harm is a goth thing. Self, I mean, self-harm has been stereotyped to be seen as a part of youth subcultures such as goth or emo. There is some searchers suggesting any links, but there is no conclusive evidence of this. It has zero evidence supporting the belief that self-harm is a part of any young person subculture. So it is not a god thing. Third myth is that only girls self-harm. I have seen a lot of YouTube shorts and movies and so many movies where people self-harm. But it's always portrayed as where the girl self-harms. That's not right. That's not absolutely... That's not correct. This isn't clear if it's true. Boys and girls do engage. Everyone engages. I mean, not everyone. Most people engage with self-harming behaviors. But, and have different reasons for hurting themselves. And it's not like only girls self-harm. Boys self-harm on a, like, big level too. But we downplay it because they're boys. They should man up. They'll get over it. No, they will not. You should You should never, never, never downplay anyone. This does not make it any less serious, even though they have different reasons. Everyone can, anyone can self-harm. This is not limited to any specific group or any specific type of people. The third, uh, fourth, third, fourth myth is that people who self-harm must enjoy it. Many people believe that self-harm, people who self-harm, they take pleasure in the pain or risk associated in their behavior. I mean, there is no evidence. I did write it down myself that they want to feel, but I said they want to feel something different, something new. I never said that they want to feel something better or this makes them feel better. Please don't misunderstand me. I, and there like I said, there isn't any evidence that people who self-harm feel pain differently than anyone else. Harming behavior obviously causes people great, great pain. For some people, being depressed has left them numb and they don't want to feel anything to remind them that they're alive, even if it hurts. People, I think it's better to describe it as, I mean, this pain as punishment. Because it's not any less than that. Um, Now, the last myth is that people who self-harm are suicidal. Self-harm is viewed as a suicide attempt by people who do not understand it. For many people, self-harm is about trying to cope with difficult feelings and circumstances. Some people describe it in a way of staying alive and surviving difficulties. However, some people who self-harm can feel suicidal and might attempt to take their own life, which is why it must be taken seriously. Your life matters. You have so much to do in this world. You are this beautiful creation of God and you have so much to contribute to this world and you cannot give up. You cannot give up. You should hang on for your own self, first of all. For no one else. You should hang on for your own self. Because trust me, years later you will look back and be thankful that you did not give up. Because there will be so many moments in life that you will cherish and you will love and that will bring you happiness. Because this sad state of mind will not stay forever. It will get better. It always gets better. There's always a way out. Now if you're thinking about telling someone... Yes, I advise that you should, because it's often the first step to get get yourself out of this cycle. I mean, obviously, it will not be an easy thing to do, and you will find it difficult to talk about it, and reasons behind it. And trust me, this is completely normal. Lots and lots of young people who self-harm find asking for help very difficult. But it is an important step towards recovery and feeling better. And if you want to make me feel you, make me... Okay, wait. Let me think. Yes, okay. Um, Telling someone about your self-harm will show strength and courage. It, might, it will obviously will. And it can often be a huge relief to be able to let go of such a secret or at least share it. So don't be afraid to tell anyone. Or don't be afraid to ask for help whenever and however you need to. Talk about your feelings. This isn't any sign of weakness, okay? It's a sign of courage. Shows that you are brave and you're taking charge of your well-being and you're doing whatever it takes to stay healthy. It's, I mean, it's not take it from me, it's not always easy to express how you're feeling. Um, if you can think of anyone word to describe your feelings. Use as many as you need to illustrate how you feel. Use whatever way you can describe yourself. Through art, through words, through anything. Just talk about it. Feeling listened to makes you feel like way more supported. And it works both ways. Like if you open up, it might encourage others to do the same. Now, if you are deciding to open up, you're thinking, who should I talk to? Like I said, there are many people who have your back and many people you can talk about what you're going through. And it is important to tell someone that you trust and feel comfortable with. And they will support and help you better than anyone else. There are friends, there's family. Uh, You have always that one trusted teacher or any Care staff at school, you know, someone at school that you trust. A youth worker is someone you can talk to. A counselor, a nurse, charities and helplines too. They are a lot helpful and they will help you and they won't judge you. No one will judge you. Like this isn't this it, trust me, no one will judge you. It's fine to talk about it. And um there's no like how should I tell someone. The most important thing is that if you feel comfortable and trust the person you decide to tell, set a time aside to talk to them. And remember that you can set the pace and it is up to you how much you want to tell them. And if you find speaking about it uh about it difficult or you can't do it, uh you can tell someone in writing or in email like I said and you can even ask a friend. To speak to someone on your behalf. Let them know that you need help with how you're feeling and there's no need to give details about how you have harmed yourself if you don't want to talk about things you feel uncomfortable with but try to focus on thoughts and feelings behind your self harm rather than your behaviors. If you decide to talk to a GP or any other health care professional you can take a friend or a family member that you trust with you to support you. And sometimes, sometimes, um, sometimes after telling someone about it, you may feel worse and that is absolutely normal. But remember, if you take this one step and get over this hurdle, there is support and help available. And you will get better. And you will, and this, I mean, this is confirmed that you will get better. you should just trust people. Just build up trust with one person if you can. Open up. They'll help you. They will obviously help you. And like, if you're worried that when you tell someone they won't understand it, or if you've experienced people not understanding what you're going through, Um, try explaining to them or suggest that they talk to an expert in the field to try to understand more about self-harming. Because it can can be possible that you are going to them seeking help and opening up and they don't understand and then you go away and then you find help. But some other person who's self-harming can go to the very same individual And the individual will downplay them because they don't know shit about it. And that's very wrong, right? If you're going through it, you should try to make others understand. And it actually helps. And remember, healthcare professionals, GPs and teachers are familiar with this issue. And they're always there to help. And do not ever let the fear of a bad reaction put you off. Off of seeking any help that you need and that you deserve. I mean, it is hard to tell someone, but sharing will take the pressure off you and help you get the right support and help available. Now, um, when you open up, you will feel a lot more confident. You will learn to open up more about your feelings and you will be able to move on. And you will feel that without the person knowing that you've shared this with, you are being held back. And you've been able to come out of yourself and explain what you do and make sense of it and not having to keep the lie and cover up for what you did. And you will no longer feel ashamed as you will be sure that people are supporting you. Now... there is, okay, listen, you should be, first of all, take time and be patient with yourself, okay, we're talking about recovery, and that does not happen overnight, it can be a very slow process, but start to learn how to take care of yourself, okay, and it's it's very important to remember that you will not always feel the way you do now, and the problems which are causing you to self-harm can with help and support become more way more manageable over time and they will even go away things will get better and trust me they will you know continuing c- continuing to harm yourself will not allow you to grow it will just prove that you're still here and you can feel but it won't let you push things forward and unless you stop doing that, you would be in the same situation forever. So, now, the question is, how can I stop harming myself? Asking for help and support is very important. It's important that you do this only when you're ready to talk about it. It does not matter who you're talking to, as long as it's someone you trust and someone you feel comfortable with. Talking to someone is what's most important. And you don't have to feel that you need to deal with this on your own. For many people, like, many people are used to carrying their problems on their own and it can be hard to receive support, but part of recovery is just trusting people enough to let them help you. And talking to someone you trust obviously can help you discover why you self-harm and help find new ways to cope with difficulties and finding out what makes you happy sad angry isolated or strong can help you and it can help you develop other ways of dealing with these feelings counseling is a very very good way of exploring these thoughts and feelings and is always available through your gp other young people who have self-harmed they have found distraction techniques and it is a very 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 useful strategy to reduce or stop self-harming and these techniques find a release for the emotional pressure that you feel without the need to self-harm. So like there are many distraction techniques for example um, write down Your thoughts and feelings that are distressing you. Then crumple up the page, rip it apart and throw them out as a way to let go of the thought. Oh! Oh my god. Okay, I am reading these distraction techniques by many people who have self-harmed and this reminds me, there were these people who came to our school, okay? It was a group of activists and they made us do the exact same exercise and they made us write things that are bothering us. And they told us to tear about the patient and threw it away. And similar things. And exercises. There are a lot of exercises. You should try them. Also, also. Big revelation. If you feel the need to harm yourself. Like we give ourselves Pomodoro, right? Try to give yourself a goal of getting to the next 10 minutes without doing it. And try to go with the next 10 minutes. Like. This can be a good overcoming process or exercise. Because it starts with your mind. I mean, I'm not saying it's in your mind. It starts with your mind. Set yourself a goal and follow it. Be determined to follow it. You will get out of it. Trust me. You need to train your mind. Seek help. Train your mind. This is going to be okay. Also, get some slime or play-doh, and um, stretch it out, squeeze it, and relieve your tension. This, I do this every single day, but I, okay, I do this, but I'm not sure if it'll help. But take a pillow or cushion and hit it, scream in it, do whatever, tear it apart, I don't care, okay? Vent your anger and frustration out there. Take a minute, sit down, breathe, meditate. And if there are things that trigger you, go out for a walk to take yourself away from them. Being in a public place will give you the time and space to reduce the urge to hurt yourself. Okay? Um and you know, went out in any way that you want that you can. Hit anything, make lots of noise, draw on a piece of paper and then tear it apart. Blast music. Okay? or you can do something creative, like, um, make collages, mood boards, um, watch a film that you enjoy, like, comfort movies, we all have comfort movies, and they help, they help a lot, and, obviously, like, and remind yourself of your favorite things, and what life is worth living for. And you should, you know, if you don't want to seek help from others, then you should at least try to go online and look at self-help websites and obviously talk about what's triggering you to someone and or seek self, seek any help from a professional. Now, reviews of people who have tried distraction techniques said that I that this is... Okay, yes, they've said that. They've tried so many distraction techniques from writing down their thoughts, hitting a pillow, listening to music, writing down pros and cons. But the most helpful to their recovery was the first five-minute rule where if you feel like you want to self-harm, you wait for five minutes before you do it. Then see if you can go another five minutes and so on till till eventually the feeling that you need to do it is over. And I feel like this can work because if you are self-harming please listen to all these distraction techniques and read about them more and try them i'm sure you will be okay you know many people will stop hurting themselves when the time is right for them everyone's different and if they feel the need to self-harm at the moment they shouldn't feel guilty about it it's a way of surviving and doing it now does not mean that they will need to do it forever it is a huge step towards stopping when they begin to talk about it because it means that they're starting to think about what might take this take its place eventually. You know, um, I'll, I will tell you some tips for looking after yourself. First of all, keep safe because self-harm is not a positive way to deal with things. However, if you are self-harming, it can be difficult to stop especially when you're feeling distressed or upset. If you don't feel that you can stop right now, it is important that you do keep yourself safe. Uh, Like, I mean, wounds and injuries and of like any type, they can be dangerous and they carry the risk of infection, which can be serious, of course. So look after them if you have any serious injury or if you feel unwell or if you feel like you're going to be in shock or like, for example, you know, be in any kind of shock. You should seek help immediately. If you find yourself in any of the situation, find a trusted adult or any friend that can get you medical attention you need. You do not have to tell them anything. You just need to seek help. Just keep yourself safe. But you should allow someone to help you medically in a moment of crisis. Make yourself um a safe box. I read about it. I didn't, I mean, I came across it on Pinterest a while ago. Um, you can create this sp- safe box and it can help you through times when you feel overwhelmed and have the urge to harm yourself. You should fill it with things that make you happy and calm and they will help you get through this feeling. Um, you know, for example, cr- puzzles that you like, your favorite book, your favorite CD or your favorite movie. You can also, um, you know, put down a list of things that make you feel calm whenever you're feeling triggered. Also, talk to someone, obviously. When you're feeling overwhelmed, talk to a friend, family member or a trusted adult. Let them know that you are thinking this can help relieve the pressure that you're feeling. And make a list of people that you can talk to at these times and keep it somewhere safe. Knowing who who you can talk to in times of crisis at 3am, weekends or when you are at school can make it easier to ask for help when you need it. And add these to your safe box and this will remind you that you are not alone and there are people you can talk to. Even when you, anytime you need to. Avoid alcohol and drugs. Try something that you enjoy. And do not be hard on yourself. It's all going to be alright. Now, there are instances um, that you worry about someone else who is self-harming. And it is important to know what to look out for and what to do. Um, first, for example, you, I mean, it can be difficult to tell whether someone is self-harming or not, but here's some, like, few things which might suggest that someone could be self-harming. I mean, I thought about these and I had to write them down, so, but here they're, um, first of all, they withdraw or isolate from everyday life. Signs. They show signs of depression, such as low mood, tearfulness, or a lack of motivation or interest in anything. There are changes in mood, changes in eating, sleeping habits, and changes in activity and mood. Uh, for example, they can be more aggressive than usual. They usually talk about self-harm or suicide, abusing drugs or alcohol. They express feelings of failure, uselessness, or loss of hope. And risk-taking behavior. For example, substance misuse, unprotected sexual acts, etc. Signs of low self-esteem. For example, they blame themselves for any problems or saying that they're not good enough. They have unexplained cuts, bruises, or marks and change the topic when you ask them about it. They cover up all the time, even in hot weather, and they be quiet than usual and they lack energy. Also, it is important to know that these may be any signs of other things and does not always mean that someone is self-harming. And there also may be no warning signs at all. And it is therefore important that if you suspect someone you know is self-harming, that you ask them openly and honestly and be warm and open about it so they can trust you. Now, if you worry that someone is self-harming, it can be difficult to know what to do. When you are aware that there is an issue, it's important that you absolutely do not wait. Waiting and hoping that they will come to you for help might lose you valuable time in getting them the best support and help. Also, um, be mindful that they might not feel ready or able to talk about their self-harm. So let them lead the discussions at their own pace and do not put any pressure on them to tell you details that they aren't ready to talk about. And it takes a lot of trust and courage to open up about self harm, and you might be the first person they have been able to talk to. So be a good listener, okay? Motivate them, be open. Now, you should set, if you're trying to help someone, you should set plenty of time aside to talk to them where you will be free from any interruptions and if you don't have time to do that at any particular moment make sure that you put time on later in the day when you can listen to them without anyone disturbing you and actually fully listen to them and remove all distractions for example phones computers anything else which will give your full attention to the person letting them know that you are a listener a good one and you're listening to them and you're there to support them and acknowledge and further on when they go on acknowledge how difficult it might be to open up about their self harm but never focus on and focus on or and encourage them to tell you details about specific injuries or behaviors okay instead talk about how they're feeling and why uh, and what they're going through and do not absolutely do not react shocked or disgusted it can be so hard and it's already very difficult to understand why someone would harm themselves but I know negative reactions they can hurt the other person and may put them off talking to you and absolutely know your limits the person who's experienced self-harm might tell you to keep it a secret and not to tell anyone else if you believe that they're in immediate danger or they have injuries that need medical attention you need to take action to make sure that they're safe and reassure them that you are there for them and there are lots of sources and supports available to them. You will not understand, you might not understand what they're going through or why they do it but remind them that you are always there for them regardless. And absolutely do not give them ultimatums. That's the worst thing you can do. For example, you don't, you, you can not go around telling them stop or else I'll do this or it's that. These rarely work and they may drive behaviors underground. Just this may stop them talking to you and you might not get the chance to discuss the topic again. The best thing you can do is offer them in seeking professional help and provide information on ways to do this. You might want to offer to go to the GP with them or help them talk to a trusted adult or any family member. Try not to take control and allow them to make decisions because after all it's their thing. And be positive and let them know that things will get better and that recovery is possible. Now, if it's a family member or any close friend that you're concerned about, they might not want to talk to you. And I personally feel that we shouldn't take that, like, personally. And, you know, telling someone you love about self-harm, it can be difficult because, I mean, they might, be worried that they are hurting you also whether we should approach someone we're worried about or if someone opens up to us about their self harm, well what i've learned that it's very important that we should respond to them in a non-judgmental a respectful and a caring way i mean obviously obviously it's going to be very hard to see someone else in distress and like, obviously, you're going to think, why are they, why are they doing this to themselves? But, but you should, I mean, try to see the person and the reasons that they've harmed themselves, rather than focusing on their behaviors. Now, if any of the people listening to this are self-harming or have been thinking about self-harming, trust me, it's not worth it. It will give you different thing to feel for a while it is temporarily good even or it makes you feel different whatever you feel like it's definitely not worth it there are coping mechanisms I understand but let's not take these to the extreme obviously there are going to be reasons that you're self-harming but just for once you should at least try and seek out help always try to seek out help it's not a bad thing it's nothing to be ashamed of seeking help is completely normal and especially in a situation like this so i strongly encourage you to seek help and i strongly discourage any practices of self-harm your body is precious your soul is so precious and your existence means so much And you're such a beautiful creation. You can't destroy yourself like that. It just doesn't sit right. So we should, if do anything, is take care of ourselves and look after ourselves and bring love into our lives and happiness and warmth and be around the people we love. And I really hope if any of us is going through this, I hope you get out of it and I hope you find a better place to be at and i hope that life treats you better and i hope you're in a better place not too long from now because because really trust me life is worth living for and you have to live for yourself for your for the things you want to accomplish for all the things you have to check off from your bucket list and all the goals you've set that you have to accomplish who's gonna do them if you're not here Think about it, there's so many things, there's so many good things gonna happen in life. If you just stick around for a while, you'll be able to cherish everything and be happy that you stayed. I'd like to conclude this episode by saying that you are precious and everything about you matters. Your existence means so much many people that you may not realize and i hope you just stay happy and have a positive mindset whilst going through anything know that there are people who are gonna look after you and have your back so please don't worry. with that i will be saying goodbye and i hope you really enjoyed today's episode make sure to look out for more and make sure to follow the teenage musings on twitter and instagram and take care of yourselves i'll see you next week bye